Good evening, and welcome to the second edition of our mega episode of the Elite Dynasty Podcast. Uh, going over our draft grades, the great sound effect edited in there by <laughs> Chad Patterson, our co-host. What's up, Chad? What's up? Nothing much. Great editing today. Uh, Addison Elko, other co-host. Hey, I don't have any sound effects. Ooh, that's unfortunate. You'll get better at recording, though. Oh, thanks, man. No hey, problem. Just, just press this button right here. Oh, that's so easy. Yeah, it's pretty that easy. That was really easy. Boop. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> it's, go, it makes it seem that it's like difficult for some of these producers to get involved in their careers, yeah. but like it seems super easy. Uh, you just I press mean, a button. I'm a natural at it, so it's it's whatever. I'll get there. That's very fair. I hope hopefully we both get there because you know it's an exciting exciting field to be oh, a part of. Press this button, Eric. Sure. Yeah. Eric's gay. What? <laughs> <laughs> was that the program why, or why'd you, why'd you push that button? Yeah. Why would you push that? I didn't realize what it was doing. I'm not as skilled as you. Oh. All right. All right, well, that being said, we're going to jump into a uh, continuation of last episode. Part which, B. Part B, part two, uh, the continuation, the sequel. One's the saga out. continues, Terry one's Coast released. And, yeah, yeah one's, one's out, one's on iTunes already. So if you listen to this and you didn't hear the first one, you're going to be kind of confused. Absolutely. So make sure you listen to the first one. But yeah, it's an exciting time uh, because we're now going to go over draft grades. We went over news, analysis, the whole nine yards for the first episode, and now we're going straight to... Grades, which, like I said, some people are going to be devastated. Some people may quit the league like Matt Kojak. Some people may be excited and make the push towards the playoffs like the rest of us. We okay. don't know. Well, it's just like report card day. It's like when you when you get your report card in the mail and your parents obviously have to see it. Of course. And, you know, sometimes it's you have bad grades and sometimes you get grounded. Well, you know now they don't even mail report cards to your house anymore. It's literally an online portal that your parents have access to. Oh, uh, no. So now there's no way of getting around I was going to say, unlike report cards where you can hide it, you no. can't hide from us. You can't you don't hide listen. from us unless you don't but listen. Yeah, we're going to post these on a portal for your parents to see. <laughs> Maybe we should. Maybe should we, we should. Just, like, all three of us post on Kojak's wall, just F. And <laughs> what? everyone yeah, else's grades. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, let me see how you've been doing in your extra... Co- F! <laughs> Um, so that being said, let's jump into yeah, that means I spoiled the first one. some draft grades. So we will start from worst to best. Um, and we did rank them kind of in tiers. Um, so I, I did release my own draft grades. Um, not all of these are equal with the other ones, but as, a, it's as an aggregate. It's, it's similar, and as an aggregate, we were able to, to come with these as a, as a total. So we'll start with and, number And like 14. we said in the last episode, these tiers aren't in any specific order. Because that was a little bit too hard to do. It was very difficult, to actually. Correct. To you, you're grouped into a tier, and you can assume it's equal. Um, we'll give our opinion on who we like best, but yeah. overall average, it's it's you're grouped into a tier. So we'll start with the man in a tier of his own, um, receiving a grade of F. Um, F as in the worst grade you can possibly get, mm-hmm. as in pathetic, putrid, horrific. <laughs> Any other adjectives you like to throw in there? The um, worst. Buns. Buns. Buns is probably the best way to describe it. So Matt <laughs> Buns Kojak um, did not show up to the draft mm-hmm. due to a... Diagnosed with hangover. Diagnosed with a hangover. You can read, you can read my, my draft analysis. <laughs> that's, all, like. that's all it said. Just diagnosed with hangover um, and was given an F. Uh, for selecting or not selecting D.D. Westbrook with picks. He technically selected four. nobody. We should have just forfeited the pick. and just. Like I said, I really out. wish we gave him Matty Mock. Yeah. Or give him Matty Mock. I mean, I'm sure D.D. may do better than other players in that round, but he gets an F. He didn't show up. That's an F. And he had no other picks. He had one pick. It's hard to get anything other than an F with... Not even making your own selection with the one selection you had. So he's not. Could this be Kojak's last chance drafting? What? It it is. He's he's been he's been given the warning. We spoke with him. He is aware of the situation. He's aware of the animosity towards him in the league. If he didn't luck out with first overall last year, he would have been already already be gone. Oh, absolutely. His team would have been. He would he would have come in last again. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. All all it took for is two points between you two, and he probably would have took Treadwell and been out of this league. So he kept him alive. It did. But that's, that's fantasy. That's, know, that's know, the know, name of the game. Um, so Matt Kojak received a grade of F, um, although there was some positive hype, funny enough, to, today regarding D.D. Westbrook. Which, like I said, he was, a, he was a very explosive player in college, just a little bit smaller. He received some Heisman buzz, so he's not a bad player. It's just that I, I heard rumors during the draft process he was the only player to ever be thrown out of a draft interview midway through it. Interesting. Because I, what I've heard is he's that insufferable. Okay. He's that insufferable of a human being that he was thrown out 18 minutes into a draft interview that usually Come take on. multiple hours. So that's D.D. Westbrook in a nutshell. But the talent's there. Talent's Talent there. there. It's a matter of if he can actually get his head on straight, put it together, and compete with the the plethora of receivers. Yeah, I said earlier, he's got, he's got the fight up the depth chart to, to get playing time. But, I mean, 
We were nice to give him. He could have got worse than an F. He could have got. Just an A. Just don't even put him on this list. No, I mean, we were nice enough to give Kojak D.D. Westbrook. Oh, yes, yes. We could have given him Matty Mock. That was all Nick Familiari. That was entirely Nick Familiari. Nick Familiari literally pounded the table. D.D. Westbrook's the best player available. This is what he deserves. And we all agreed. I said, the, I said that to him. Addison said it as well. Okay. So I, I heard the loudest voice. I did not hear Addison. I apologize. Was, I mean, it could be his. Oh, well, no, we'll blame Nick. It's fine. Yeah, don't take the blame. It's all entirely <laughs> Nick Familiari's fault. Um, That's right. I'll punish Nick later for it. Mm. Ooh. Chet, uh. Why don't you, you press a button and make a sound of it? Oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, so that's the master editing skills. But yes, Matt Kodrick received an F for the worst draft of all time in the history of any league. Um, so now moving on to the next tier. Um, the C tier. The C tier um, that we looped together with, with three players. And now those players looped together all, to, all around are me, myself, Rob Seckler, and Andrew Itzler. In the C tier, so we're, um, we're gonna run through uh, Rob's draft. Yeah, let's, let's let's begin with Seckler. So Rob didn't take any rookies this year. He had four veterans, <clears throat> so he didn't he didn't pick till pick forty seven, which I, is the third round, late third round. I uh, took Chris Conley, wide receiver for the Chiefs. Uh, Jack Doyle, who we said in the previous episode, pretty good value there, mm-hmm. given where some titans are being selected. Maybe his best pick. Yeah, I, I would say it's his best pick. Uh, Mike Wallace, wide receiver, um, Ravens, and then Robert Jim Brown, turban running back. I'm not, like, jumping for joy, Chris Connolly. Can he be a good wide receiver for the Chiefs? Sure. But, like, I don't know. I, there might have been other veterans around there that I, I would have preferred. Or maybe he could have made a move into the top of the draft, given his win-now mentality. He had some pieces that maybe... Or maybe he just wanted to sit still and just bulk up on, on depth. I, I just don't see where Chris Connolly's going to have a role on his team specifically. So maybe getting the younger veteran... I mean, a younger rookie would have been better for him. But Doyle at, at 48 is my favorite pick here. Good, great value there in the in the fourth round. Um, and then I don't, I'm not. Mike Wallace and Turbin has really moved the needle for me. So it was it was a decent draft. I get what he was trying to do, but a lot of people had better drafts. Just it wasn't a fault to Rob or. Correct. There were there were really he, no there were really no bad drafts outside of myself and Kojak. When you don't pick up a 47, there's not much you can do. Yeah. But that's that's his fault. I mean, you don't have the pick, so there. Part of this is value, and then part of this is actually who you got. So that's why he's in the C tier. And R- Rob also did make some trades with me for for smaller players. Like he, he obtained Jeremy Hill, which you could have seen as as a draft pick. He obtained Devin Funchess for a fourth round pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got some other value where he's trading away his picks. Like I said, he could have moved up, but I think I think he did well with those pre draft trades, and then just got to added some veteran depth. So. I think Rob's just a player guy. He values the the player that's you know proven himself to score fantasy points more so than taking shots on rookies. I think yeah. that's been the trend with him for with all the drafts. Um, like you said, I'm, I'm not as high on Chris Conley either. He had the opportunity to be good last year, and he didn't. I get that Jerry Macklin's gone now, but you know Alex Smith is isn't the best passer of all time. So, well, that's it. He's he's not the player for that offense that they're in. But yeah. that being said, with Mahomes coming in, if he if he does pan out, I know there's a lot of question marks with Mahomes. He's got the playing style True. that would benefit Conley. True, and I I can buy that for sure. Um, it's funny that two picks after Conley went Mahomes. Mahomes went. There's a lot of upside with Mahomes, and trainer loves Mahomes. He's obsessed with Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. Jack Doyle, the best pick. Like I yeah, said, oh, absolutely. In his draft, he's just stocking up on veterans. I get it. He has the depth already, so um, that's why he's kind of in this in this tier because other people just by default have had better drafts than he had. And I don't think I've ever been more devastated was when I got sniped for Robert Jim Brown Turbin. He's terrible, <laughs> and I was like more than happy to take him at sixty five. And Rob sniped him. That's it. It's was shocking to me, but what are you gonna do? I think that concludes Rob's drafts. Um, yeah, I mean, I, this doesn't affect where I see him as a team. No. I just think maybe rookies could help. But at the fourth round, you're taking flyers anyway. So Exactly. I guess take the shot on the veterans. It's just, it's an okay draft. That's why it's a C. And I still think he's a playoff team because of his starters. This this draft doesn't help but secure a weird bye week or injuries for him. I don't think any of these guys have a role in his, mm-hmm. besides maybe Doyle. But the other guys, the other three, I don't think have any significant impact on his week-to-week fantasy. Unless something bad happens. And sp- speaking of late-round rookies, I think that's a perfect segue into Andrew Itzler's draft. Now, I, I was a little bit higher on Andrew Itzler's draft, given the picks that he, that he had. I, th- I think he did very well with the picks that he had. He got the, where the value was, especially with the rookies, and he filled a need at running back. So I think he did exactly what he had to do. It just would have obviously benefited if, if he had better picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So running through his draft, we had Jamal Williams at 21, uh, Wayne Gallman at 43, Tarek Cohen at 44, 
and Amar Darbo at 57. So Jamal Williams is obviously is obviously the best pick, uh, highest pick. I think he Far has the be- best yeah. best chance of playing. Yep. Um, that being said, I do I did like the Gallman and, and Cohen pick. I think Cohen has some upside as a possible receiving threat out of the backfield in Chicago. Sure. He's getting a lot of hype. He is extremely extremely small and could easily die. That's not a question. And people don't buy into Howard either. People don't buy into Howard either. But it, Cohen's not going to be a lead. He's too small. Mm-hmm. He's way too small. Um, Probably give you punt return value too. I think. They, oh, I think absolutely. Him returning kicks. Absolutely. He's got that shiftiness. He got that exciting. He was even nicknamed the human joystick. Like very exciting to watch. It's just a matter of if he can stay healthy and on the field. I think it's a good pick. Gallman is your just typical average back. If he gets a shot, if he's given volume, he will produce. If he's not, he will be very average. Just, just super average. Which is fine. You need those. You need those players. And if he gets a shot, he he could he could fill a role. Um, Darbo is just a huge question mark to me. I, I was not the biggest fan of Darbo coming out. Where the value was, he took him. That's fine taking him in the fifth round. I just don't see him doing mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Any any other input on on Itz's draft? No, I just you know he took four running backs with his four picks. Three. Oh. Uh, Darbo's a wide receiver. Oh, I'm sorry. Three, just three, three, run, three running backs, um, and they're all rookies. So you know I I respect that. He's a rebuilding team. So, I get it. I get what he was trying to do. I have been, I'm notoriously high in Jamal Williams. Um, so, I think that was a great pick for him. At what pick was it, like 20? 21. 20, 21? Yeah. He, so, made, he made the trade up to 21 he did, the, he did the most yeah. with his highest pick, I thought. He yeah, no, I agree Oh, you. yeah. I agree with you. Um, and the other guys are, you know, they could be good. Like you said about Cohen, he, he could be that third down guy. Yeah. Um, Gallman could. I mean, he, he could also, have a role in the Giants' offense. You, you, you just don't know. He also got value with Gallman because Gallman was going like early third, late second of rookie drafts, like ADP wise across sure. the board. He so he, he he got good value with Gallman. There's not no no questioning that. It's just a matter of the fact that he didn't have the high picks to compete with some of the other better drafts. Yes, yeah. that's, that's I mean, really what it comes a, down to. It's not a bad draft. All no, in all, it's not a bad draft. Not at all. Um. So what was a bad draft, in my opinion, was myself. I had a little bit better picks than Itzler. Um, I also made a trade into the second round to take one of my favorite players in this draft. Um, but I was not happy. I had immediate trade regret after making the trade. I think I did not go for value. I think I just made a hard pick, took the player. Like Granted, he has a very, very high upside. Mm-hmm. I just think I could have gotten a lot more value and kept the first next year without trading in for this player. So reading off, I made these two trades actually shortly before the draft. So I traded up to six to take Mike Williams. I'm not a win-now team, so Mike Williams is a fine redshirt player for me. It's basically like having a first next year. He's mm-hmm. going to sit on my IR spot all year. No questions asked. David Njoku, I traded up for at 17, gave up a first next year, and 38. That's what really upset me. I don't think I should have done that. And then late round, I got my boy ASJ, who could be a value pick. And lastly, I went with D'Angelo Henderson, who was getting some buzz out of Coastal Carolina for the Broncos. So all in all, I think the value late is fine. The dart throws, what are you going to do at that point? Right. Yeah. I just do. I wish I did not trade up for Njoku. I wish I would have kept 38 in the first next year, taken Gerald Everett at 38. I think I would have given myself a much better draft grade. Now it's interesting because if, if someone just looks at your pick and what you've made, I think people would say you did very well. It's when you take what you gave up to get Correct. those picks. Correct. So you're, tra- you're traded three first essentially to get Mike Williams and Njoku. Yeah, I think that is too much. But you didn't reach or take anybody out of where they're supposed to have been falling. I think I would even say Njoku fell to you at 17. You didn't reach for him. But I, I, I will agree with you that I think you gave up a little too much. Um, how much of that was factored into where how I looked at your, how you drafted? Not as much, but I understand your trade regret. You know, giving up a first and you're a rebuilding team, and then you see all the value you could have gotten later in the rounds and kept that first. So I agree with you there that probably wasn't the best move. But in a vacuum... I think you did well with your two picks. Um, you know, Mike Williams will obviously have the injury question mark going forward now. And, you know, how, if Keenan Allen does stay healthy, how much volume will he see in, in the immediate future? But, you know, that's where he's targeted. It's, he, he was always going to be a first round. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, even, I even think Williams and Allen coexist. Allen's just an all over the field guy, and Mike Williams is a, is a big red zone target. He's just. That's what he's going to do. Is his value is going to be touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Although he yeah. has the ability to beat people and get open, his value is really going to be touchdowns in that offense. But also, then you can argue Hunter Henry is going to take value from him. And you can Hunter Henry's a big red zone guy. If Keenan continues his injury streak, then Williams is a fantastic pick, and you're getting good value. Correct. As a, he's yeah. going to slip into the wide receiver one. So I don't think he did bad. I just think you kind of hedge your future for these two guys, and that could be a Correct. big risk. But they can also pan out, and you can look back in a year and be like, I'm really happy we made that trade. So Yeah. 
I like the Williams pick at six. I think that's right where he belonged. And I think that you were right to take him. He has all the talent in the world. We see that on his tape. It's just the injury question. Yeah. You know, if... And and like you said, you're a rebuilding team, so you should have the patience to just wait until next year to use him. And honestly, that even helps me out, because I literally just put him in my IR spot, and I've just been... I have 26 players on my roster right now, and we're 22-team rosters. So I've just been loading up on the IR spots. I cut kicker and defense. I'm just holding whatever value I can get. If we're talking about, so we have these tiers, and then if we want... To, I, I'll take your draft over Robin Insler's. I'd rather have the players you got. And it obviously benefits you had the higher pick. So if you're just looking at it like that, obviously I don't have to give up what you gave up to get those guys. But I would say you still have the best draft in this, this tier. And probably I'd have Rob blast. But it's just what the picks you have. But that's that's a factor. Yeah. But yeah. I would I would have put you, Itzler, in, in that order. You, Itzler, Rob for this. Okay. For the C tier. So if we're, if we're going 11 through 14, um, we'll start at 11 myself. 12 Itzler, 13 Seckler, uh, 35 Kojak. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Right. Perfect. That's just me. I mean, you guys, I mean, you hate your drafts because of... Yeah, I don't know your... why you hate your drafts so much. I don't think it's that bad. It was just the value was just what you gave up for a joke. It, up, it upset so it's three firsts for those two guys, and that could... I get if it. they both don't pan out, then he really hurt his future for the and rebuild. And it, it looks even worse if ASJ pans out. Because then I got a possible <laughs> yeah. like tight end two, when I could have just kept the other picks and I got him at in the fifth. I gave up nothing. Would you have rather have had? So say you didn't do that trade. Would you have rather picked up like a James Conner there and then used your pick thirty eight for a tight end? So I didn't have seventeen. I never had seventeen. So oh, right. I I had thirty eight. So what I ideally what I would have done is kept the twenty eighteen first, mm-hmm. taken Everett at thirty eight, and I think that would have given me much better value than I probably wouldn't have taken ASJ. At 65, I would have taken Robert Jim Brown Turbin, but he got nine for me. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? Um, so, moving on to the B-plus tier, uh, we have four teams. Uh, we have Mike Balducci, we have Mike Trainer, Mike Rogers, and Greg Muller. Um, so, like I said, all these guys had very good drafts. It's just a matter of the value compared to other teams. We didn't feel was was equal or was a little bit lower. So, we'll start in order... Duch's draft was good. It's just those players at the end. <laughs> yeah. I, that was even my comment. Like, I lo- love, love Duch's draft. His team is going to compete. It's very good. It's just, it was so questionable. Like, take the upside guys. Don't take the question marks. So, yeah, those two. So, yeah, he, you want me to run through? Yeah, you can go through. So, he took uh, Willie Sneed at 18. Then great pick. Great pick there. Adam Shaheen, Jaquiz Rogers, Robbie Anderson, Rex Burkhead, then Adam Vinterian, Glenn Coffey. So, six vets, one rookie. I, like I said, B B plus tier. It's great. Willie Sneed getting a lot of hype now that Cooks is gone. I love Shaheen. And then, I don't know, he took a couple guys that could be just rentals. Like, Jaquiz could just be a three to four game rental for him. There is talks that Doug Martin won't keep his job even if he comes back. Nick Nichols is there too. But that that's not a, a solidified guy. You're, you know, you're taking him in the, in the third round. And then with uh, Rex, we we talked about in the last episode that could be good value, but also could have no value. So, but it's it doesn't take a lot. I mean, I love his draft, and I would love some of the players he got. But to get to that one tier, you know, a couple picks that you slip up on for value could hurt you. And he had two useless picks, and two picks that could only give him minor benefit, depending on how they perform. I mean, Jaquiz will go in there and be the RB one when Martin's out, but then what does he give you for the rest of the year? Mm-hmm. So. Some good picks, some good value with Snead and Shaheen, but then the rest, you can argue, are some question marks. 100%. A, a lot of win-now moves in this, like you said, the rental. But he's, he's a win-now team. I know, exactly. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it makes sense. You know, Willie Snead has the pedigree to, to come in and be good next year. Uh, I think that was a great pick at 18. Um, the, the questionable Adam Benatari and the legitimately, he's a veteran, Glenn Coffey. The <laughs> Army veteran, Glenn Coffey. So... You know, those two, like we spoke about in the last episode, are questionable, but... I mean, I get it. I get what he's doing. He's just picking up bets, and he's going for it. And I respect that. So. Yeah. No complaints whatsoever. I just don't know why he didn't take, like, an upside guy and then try to trade him before 12. It was the best opportunity to do that at the draft, especially after when everyone started drinking, playing flip cup the whole night. But Yeah. He's probably, he was do? probably the closest out of the... Well, we'll see after we talk all of them to the A tier, A minus tier. But Yeah, just, no, just, he had a great draft. There's no questioning that. Yeah. Um, so let's move on next to Michael Trainer. Um, so Michael Trainer had a lot of first round picks, um, which is great. He's a rebuilding team and he's going to be a force. There's there's no question about that. So let's read them off. 
So we had Dalvin Cook at 4, John Ross at 7, O.J. Howard 9, Chad Williams 35, Brian Hill 45, Patrick Mahomes 49, and Deshaun Watson 61. Uh, so we went heavy on quarterback, which he needed a quarterback. His starting quarterback was Colin Kaepernick, mm-hmm. which is just unfortunate. Um, I mean, easily, in my opinion, my favorite pick of the draft is Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook has sure. a chance to be Rookie of the Year. Yeah. There's no question. That's a very, very good pick. Um, we're all not as high on Ross. I know that. I think he could have gotten – I think it would have been better off taking Kamara, taking someone else Agreed. there at seven. But he loves Ross, and rightfully so. His tape is unbelievable. I just don't think he's going to pan out in the NFL. So what would be that as it may. O.J. Howard he needed to take, so maybe a little bit of a reach. But I don't, I don't even think it's – he needed he needed him there. He took the best tight end on the board in the loaded tight end class. Yeah, could he have gotten more value? But he he got his guy. He stuck to his guns. He had sure. all the first round picks. You go get your guy, especially because he had Ladarius Green. As... That's right around where he was going in, the, in every yeah. mock anyway. So, so it's it's not a bad pick. Um, Chad Williams also plenty of upside. Um, we don't know what's going to happen in the post Larry Fitzgerald era. Mm-hmm. We don't know if John Brown's going to be able to cope with the sickle cell. He claims that he's going to. But Chad Williams is upside, although there has been some negative reports that he's not in good shape and that he's struggling a little bit. He's The upside's there, and in the mid-third round, that's exactly what you're looking for. Uh, Brian Hill, in our opinion, is buried on the depth chart. Tape is great. Um, trainer's been obsessed with Brian Hill for a while, was possibly taking him at 17 earlier. Wow. Um, but tape is great. Just played at a small school, question mark. We spoke about this last episode. It's just a matter of if Freeman actually doesn't sign and they don't pick up anyone else, will Hill really be the guy to split with Tevin Coleman? We don't know. Then lastly, he closed out the draft with the two rookie quarterbacks, the upside cannon of Mahomes and the the winning mentality of Deshaun Watson. Um, Both good picks, but they didn't address his need for quarterback now. We know he picked up Carson Palmer afterwards, but I think he would have been better taking Eli. But like I said, he he went with the upside. You don't know what's going to happen this year. You don't know what injuries are going to happen. It's just now he's holding four quarterbacks. Obviously, he's a big profile player with Cook, but he's a Cook. If you remove him... He's a he's a C tier. I think the rest of these picks are would have put him in a in a C tier. I'm not as high on some of the guys he's as high on. I I don't like Ross. I mean, I was gonna arguably take a tight end that early, but I think we talked about Howard being he's like the the blocking tight end, right? That he out of all of his attributes, that was his the most elite out of the other like Injoku he's, or Ingram he's, type yeah, guys. Yeah, he's, he's the better the better blocker of all of them. And, but Ingram doesn't block, and Injoku is just super raw and athletic. Yeah, so I think he's in. I think at least this year, I'd rather have Braid than Howard this year. I mean, going forward, obviously, is why you're you're drafting. It's a dynasty league, but yeah. I, I don't know. I now that you see the value in tight end that you could have gotten, I get that they're so highly coveted these tight ends, and it is hard to pass up on them, especially if tight yeah. end is a need. Mm-hmm. But I think Cook will be the saving grace, and I don't think the rest of these picks were. Maybe Mahomes and Watson will, but quarterbacks is. Is whatever, especially for our league. It's not a premium league. I exactly. think he may look back and wish he did more with the three first he had. Yeah, I was gonna say if I had picks four, seven, and nine, I probably would have done it differently. I mean, I probably would have stuck with Cook at four. Oh, easily, yes. But seven and nine, I don't know if I would have took Ross and Howard. And that's it's. I don't actually know who I would actually take, but I know I wouldn't have took Ross. You probably would have took P Ryan. And... I maybe would have took P Ryan and Howard. I think I kind of came to my sense a little bit with the with our tight ends, with the tight end situation in this draft. Yeah. You know, I was I was just gonna wait to get to get a vet or someone that, that has experience before in the NBA, in the uh, NFL. So, but we like Trainer has a good roster and a great Cook roster. can go in there and be a potential RB one in his rookie year. Sure, and could vault. You know, and Trainer's got a lot of first next year. So he took all rookies. He took a shot on seven players. Yeah, and, it, and we don't know if if Ross stays healthy, he could just be unbelievably elite. He we could, don't yeah. know. He could prove all yeah. of us wrong. Exactly. Yeah, we put him in the B, the B plus. I think for me, a lot of it has to do with with Cook. But you can't deny that Cook was a great pick at four. Yeah, you know, argued oh, yeah. him at three, two. There was people arguing him at one. Yeah, there was people so, arguing him at one. So you know, he's got to be happy. I think he's happy with what he did. He got a lot of his guys. Mm-hmm. They just happen not to coincide with a lot of other people's guys. But you had to just look at previous to his drafts, and most of his guys haven't panned out that well. So you kind of have to look at it. if Ross, if Ross, he loves Ross and loves these guys. It makes me a little bit skeptical. I mean, you also love like Philip Dorsett, exactly to your point. So I mean, we'll Perriman see. And, and exactly, we'll we'll see. But he's got he's got the roster. He's doing rebuilding right. He's building a team right. He's trending up. Absolutely. Uh, so next next player in this tier, uh, Greg Muller, um, drafted. Obviously, we spoke at length of the the trade atrocity performed by Andrew Riggio, that he now took Marshawn Lynch at eleven. 
uh, obtained John Brown from that same trade at 35 and traded for Mr. Irrelevant uh, QB Eli Manning to get to his death because Locke, it looks like he's going to miss some time. How much, we don't know, but he's going to miss some time. Yep. And Eli's got upset with all the weapons they picked up. Like I said, his, his draft was good. It's just he didn't have that many picks. It was some late picks. Just compared to... I, I gave him an A in my other draft based on what he had, but compared to everyone else, you can, you can argue the B+. Right? I think he fits in this tier of guys we're talking about. Um, I, obviously, Lynch will probably be the best pick this year, but there's question marks about Lynch, and people were we, scared we of Lynch. We don't even know that. John Brown could be the best pick this year. John Brown could He explode. is a very polarizing opinion Correct. Yes, yes. So, But he got a good value in the third round. It's hard to argue a third-round pick for a veteran, like... If you think he's going to be a potential wide receiver one post Fitz oh, Larry, yeah. even this year, then... Well, that was your argue, the same argument with Meredith. Yeah, exactly. So, if you're trading the third round for a guy, even if he doesn't pan out, it's hard to look back and be like, why did you do that? It's a third round pick. So, for what, especially with, with what he did. So, the same tone with you, where you looked at your draft a little poorly because of what you had to draft to get there. Yeah. I mean, Muller stole all three of these picks. Yes. And made very good use out of them. So, mm-hmm. that's why we put him in the B-plus tier. I think I would, because came in with nothing, yeah. left with three guys that are going to produce instantly for him and make that push for the championship that he's going for. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, he went from being ungraded to being above, like, six teams. And just just simply picking veterans, Marshawn Lynch, John Brown, Eli Manning. I think Eli Manning was a sneaky value pick, too. With the last oh, pick. yeah. I was pissed because I, I took Zamora at the, at the end thinking Eli was going to fall yeah. and I was going to get him in the free agency frenzy and... Freaking Muller scoops him up at six because I I would have lo- I think he's gonna be great this year. Oh yeah, with Ingram there, with Marshall there, you know that offense is gonna be clicking more. I, I think Eli can have like a QB one season this year. Yeah, I Very mean, possible. Greg really going for it. You know, he picking Lynch at eleven. I mean, it's risky, but it's a, a really good win now move. Rightfully so, and he doesn't care if his team collapses in the end. He wants another championship. If he gets two championships in four years, yeah. that's he's building a dynasty. Yeah, that's yeah, what he's trying to do. Yep. Uh, last team in this tier, uh, Mike Rogers, uh, who was our previous champion, um, drafted Christian McCaffrey at 5, Curtis Samuel at 14, Chris Godwin at 30, Gerald Everett at 42, Josh Reynolds at 56. So he, he took some up guy, upside guys, um, all rookies as well. And, I mean, he got unbelievable value with Godwin at 30. Godwin was supposed to be a top 20 pick. That's his best value pick. Oh, easy, I easily. I think people forgot about Godwin. They did because there was so many other. There was yeah. the Willie Sneeds. There was the Merritt. There was so everything far. else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people also don't want to wait a year on a guy. You're going to have to wait until Deshaun Jackson's out right. of there for to get the return on Godwin. But and he's got the luxury he can wait. I've already seen videos of Godwin doing very well. Like he's had that over the middle guy. He's going to put mm-hmm. his body out there, and it's already showing he's catching guy passes between two guys and it's practice. But he's showing that he can do it. But you know, you had to take McCaffrey there. That, yeah, that's the pick. Correct. I'm not. I don't. McCaffrey will do well. Since the draft, I think we've not loved his landing spot. The guy, I mean, but every, every video of him has been absurd. He's been, like, toasting yeah, Keekly. He's been toasting cornerbacks. He's been doing everything. Yeah. It's been I mean, awesome. It looks like he'll pan out to be good. I don't yeah, know if he's going to be elite. But pick Knock five. on wood for him. Yeah. But pick five, that's, I mean, he was going to take Cooker McCaffrey over Faldon. So it wasn't like yeah. it was his choice because he wasn't going to take Mike Williams there. Really, the only, the only pick that was the question mark Curse was Samuel. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Everything else is perfectly in line with where he should have taken. And that's yeah. that's what Rodgers is known for. He takes the value. He takes the value. This was the only time he hasn't done that, is that Samuel. This is he, a borderline A- minus tier, I think. He got some good value, even with sure. Everett. But yeah. questionable 14 pick. I don't love, You had to take him at five, but I'm not like enthralled with McCaffrey yet. I mean, knowing Rodgers, Curtis Samuel's going to be Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> like, his picks just Ab- always seem absolutely. to work out. Yeah, they do. So... You know, I was t- talking to Ed yesterday. Like, what point do I consider Rodgers not lucky and actually being really good at drafting? I think that time's now. I think he proved it. He proved it last year, um, and this year, I think if Curtis Samuel pans out, maybe I'll get on my knees and kiss his feet because <laughs> he, he may have just he may have just drafted five starters. He may we don't have. have. There's maybe five starters right there. So, but we'll see. We will see. Now moving on to the next tier. Uh, a minus tier consists of two teams: our very own Chad Patterson and Andrew Riggio, who easily should have had an A draft, but unfortunately did not. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with Team Chad. Um, so if we look at Chad's actual draft, we will find that he took <laughs> you have it. Kareem Hunt at thirteen, <laughs> Joe Williams at nineteen, Austin Hooper at thirty-two, Taewon Taylor at thirty-eight, Chad Hansen at sixty-six. 
So, also an excellent draft. Um, I graded you an A- minus as well, so consistent with, with my rating. Um, Kareem Hunt was just excellent. Like you said, you must have been was, so happy he was, was there. I was ecstatic about it, yeah. He's going to be excellent. Um, Joe Williams is a good pick as well. Austin Hooper, I think, is the best value pick. He's You can insert him in as a starting tight end right from day one. Yeah, I mean, he's the, he's the number one tight end in that in that high-octane offense. Yeah. So, I mean, and he's only 22. Yeah, there is. So, he's had, he has a year under his belt already. And we know how long tight ends take to develop. So, that was my rationale when I took him. I think a lot of people, like me, are going to regret the fact that they just passed on Hooper and took somebody else and traded way too much for it. Yeah. But... Great value. Um, then you got your boy Taewon. I like I said, I don't agree. I'm not the biggest Taewon fan just because of the situation. But you got your boy, and that's what you do at this point in the draft. You get your guy. That's it. If you let you watch the tape, you put in the work, you get your guy. And then Chad Hansen upside at 66. It's a strong first three picks. Hunt being there at 13 was very surprising. Um, then he got a good. I mean, he, you have Hyde, and you know Joe Williams. There's some rumblings about him taking Hyde's. Roll, but then every other day, then hides like a machine and plowing over people. It's just like <laughs> yeah. that, that has that, been the most confusing. The 49ers camp updates has been fun, but it's a roller coaster and it's hard to keep speak. up with. Yeah, it's 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 funny how it can be so glaringly negative and positive just in within the same day. But I think I think having Williams and Hyde makes me safe in their backfield for like four or five years. Yeah, right. Because we we well, me and Eric did our episode and we ranked you second to last. It was because is when. The Hyde possibly getting cut, yeah. cut type came out. When Dixon just got hurt, you know, Sproles, what are you going to get from him? You, it was questionable if you had a running back. Now you're guaranteeing yourself a running back. You're, mm-hmm. It's either going to be uh, Williams or Hyde. I don't think they're going to split, but you have a running back now, which which is obviously good for you. So, and then, yeah, the Hooper was a great value pick. I mean, I drafted him when he was a rookie, but I just had better better situation now with my tight ends, but I still like Hooper a lot. And I kind of forgot about him. When you slept in, I was like, oh, shit, like, Cooper's still yeah. not drafted yet. But I think you did the right thing with your draft, not taking, like, an Njoku at 13 and then... I traded for him, too. I had picked 28, and I traded back to get... Yeah. Yeah, you and Fan were active. And, like, and, and then your boy. Like that, yeah. So, yeah, so, A-, minus. you got to be happy with your draft. I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. I, I, think, I think it sets up your uh, possible rebuilding pretty well. Sneaky love Chad Hansen too. His tape is really good. He is good. Kale. He's and really that's a, good. That's an open wide receiver team. It is. Like that's that's that, your jet shot. You're not avoiding everyone on the jet. Yes, seriously. There you go. Point. There we go. Uh, so yeah, especially <laughs> if the a new one injury is something serious. It's just a crapshoot of people. Yeah. Depending on who you like, everyone has their opinions. But why not Chad Hansen? Why not Chad for Chad? Chad for Chad. We don't know. We don't know. That could be a thirty for thirty. Chad for Chad. The legend of the what greatest, if I told greatest you? dynasty. What if I told you Chad drafted Chad? Greatest dynasty in the history of our league. <laughs> Uh, so moving on to the other team in this tier, uh, Andrew Riggio. We spoke at length about the trade. I'll try not to bring up the trade again, but I can't promise anything. Uh, Leonard Fournette, one. Corey Davis, two. Evan Ingram, ten. And that was the end of his draft. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, Tiz didn't have the luxury of one and two, but you take three firsts. I mean, this is a great three firsts. Unbelievable. I think he did Absolutely. the way he was supposed to. Because I think Ingram could do very, very well in that. Uh, Giants offense very yeah. well, so I mean he was my favorite tight end. He if I had if I was going to draft a tight end in the first round, it probably would have been Ingram would have been the first one I took. So I mean you can't argue with Fournette and Davis how great they are, and he, luckily he didn't pass on one of them. If he took Mixon or two, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought that was that bad of a no, move either. Not at all, he no. has he has Kevin White and Doxon. If he thought those two could have panned out, and he didn't want to even if he wanted take, to cook it too, that's fine. That's fine for me also. You couldn't mess it up. No, and you it's hard not to give. An A minus. You gave him a B because yeah. of the trade. That was it. But yep. it's hard to not give an A minus, giving the two best players. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Like I said, it may have, may have been a little different if he kept eleven and twenty one, but he did exactly what he needed to do with his picks, which was easily uh, A if he had Kamara and something else in there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think my favorite thing Maybe about this. Maybe the best if he had. Yeah. Oh yeah, unquestioned. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you're right. It'd have been locked up, more yeah. to lock. It was funny because he's he's been involved in the two worst trades in league history. One on the receiving end of the better part. And one on the giving end. I'm of not going to say he, this wasn't the worst Mary's trade a bitch. ever. Like karma. That's kind of good. Come it on. wasn't bad. Yeah, that was cool. Thank you. Any sound there's effects? Been, there's sound been effects worse trades. No. Well, yeah, the Sammy for five first trade was atrocious. This, I mean, he gave a lot for Rob's first, but it's not the worst trade ever. It's not. It's bad. It's not the worst. Lockett for a first was worse. I don't know about that, dude. Let's let's see what Lockett does this year. Then well, we can see what Kamara does. What if Kamara's a bust and Rob sucks in two years? We'll see. We will see. 
Um, so moving on to the last tier that we have, uh, we're gonna look at the A tier. So these are what we what we believe are the the best drafts of the entire entire league, and we're gonna go with the A of Matt Wire, Josh Maddock, Nick Famulari, and our very own Addison Elko. So you'd be very honored to be in this tier. You did very well with your draft. Thank you. Um, and we'll go in order and we'll read those off. So let's start with yours. Um, arguably the best draft out of the entire thing. Okay. So at 12, you have to be ecstatic landing Alvin Kamara. Like I said, I was shocked you just didn't close your eyes and take him. Um, but yeah, you had to you had to shop around, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Deontay Foreman at 15. Cameron Meredith, 29. Elijah Hood, 46. Zach Orr, IDP at 53. And Ishmael Zamora at 64. Um, so, I mean, there's not much we could say about the first two picks. Um, both, you could argue Foreman's a first-round pick as well. 12 and 15, you got your two running backs that are literally an injury away from almost being bell cows. And yeah. I think Alvin Kamara's going to have a role from day one. Mm-hmm. I think Foreman is going to spell um, Lamar Miller from day one. Yeah, he might take Miller. some time, but I think, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Kamara's going to be immediate impact. Immediate impact. Yeah, is, Foreman's a guy where I'm just waiting for week eight when Miller gets injured and then yeah. he goes in there and never gives up the role again. I don't, I, don't, I don't need him this year anyway. If, if Unless Foreman is doing really well, I'm in trouble if I need Foreman to do well. So I was going to take him at 12 if, if Kamara was should have been taken at 12. Yeah. So I was ecstatic to have – I did not – I had like a list of guys of one got taken. I, Kamara was not even on my board because I thought he was going to – I had him pegged at Josh for a while because I didn't know about his love yeah. for P. Ryan. So I thought he was worth even a top eight pick. So I was very happy to get him at 12. And then yeah, I traded a, a future second for Meredith. That was probably my favorite value pick of the of the draft. Could for be me. the wide receiver one. I think he is going to be the. I don't, I don't think Kevin White's going to be the wide receiver one. They're showing him tape on the increases confidence to show him he can be good again. <laughs> He's beaten and battered, man. Maybe he'll work his way back. And then um, I just took a couple shots on Elijah Hood. Uh, it doesn't. That was he, great value there, though. Good value. He's got a lot of competition to, to pass, but I, I don't. I think Lynch has got maybe two years, but I'm going to say one year. And then is, do I think it's crazy that he can beat out DeAndre Washington and Jalen Rashard? No, I think that's no. very plausible. I think I both of those are complementary backs. I think yeah. Hood is a first and second yeah, down back. Are. So I think it, it was weird where Hood got drafted. He fell very far. I don't know what it was because I saw Dynasty Nerds. He was in like in the mid-20s at one point yeah. pre where he landed, which I get landing spots very important, but I don't view in front of him a year or two, sure, but I, I like maybe a possible stash for this. Zach Orr, I talked about it. IDP can give you great value. And Zamora I've already cut, but there was talks that, you know, he could be the wide receiver three. People don't think Crabtree's going to stay in Oakland, so he can be the wide receiver two. And we've seen the success Crabtree has had as a wide receiver two in Oakland with, you know, Carr being mm-hmm. their quarterback. But I already dropped him for Paul Richardson because he can actually produce for me this year where I don't really want to wait on my wide receiver seven. If he can give me value now, it's better. So, yeah, I was, I was pretty stoked with my draft. I got everyone I kind of wanted. Absolutely. Uh, so moving on to the next draft. Uh, we have Josh Maddock. So, going with Josh, we have Samaj P. Ryan at 8. Zay Jones at 20. Great value. Cooper Cup at 26. James Conner, 27. Terrence West, 36. Carlos Henderson, 51. And Isaiah Ford, 68. I think that's... I, as much as I love Isaiah Ford, I think that's the only pick that I would change there. I think everything else is excellent. Well, Ooh. 68, that's the yeah, second-to-last pick of the draft. Yeah, exactly. Like such a... So I'm not going to penalize him there. there no. Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying penalize him. That was, I'm saying that was the only thing if I were doing it, what I would His do differently. His first five picks are great value. Excellent. And they they're really going to they're gonna get him points now. You can, you can even argue Carlos Henderson is going to get him points yeah. now. He got good value. I, I, I love Connor. Zay Jones, I think, could, could be really good at 20. I'm surprised he fell that far. And say what you want. I mean, P. Ryan could have fell to the end of the first round, but there was people that were in love with P. Ryan. Our yeah. very own Chad Patterson loves P. Ryan, so... I love this draft. Don't sleep on Cooper Cup either. He he could emerge to be the number one in absolutely. LA. What Robert Woods? Ew. Tavon Austin. I Ew. picked up Robert Woods. You know he's over. <laughs> um, and then Terrence West might start. We don't know. He probably is going to. start. He's probably going to start. I think the value here he got is excellent, and I think. And that you pair that with the wide receivers he got already on his team. Josh making. A he may make a push. run. He may <laughs> like, make a run. He may not even have to restock. He may be good. Yeah. Draft was great. Yeah, loved loved everything about his. Draft. Did he just trade a lot? Because I I don't remember going through the draft order and be like, wow, Josh has like four of the top. Like, he has a lot of picks. I there feel was, like he did. He, he had to been willing and dealing during the draft. There was so much trade activity going on. It was really hard. Yeah, to we keep couldn't up we with. couldn't keep up with it. So I assume Josh had to have traded, but um, yeah, good for him. 
I think he did very, very well. For a team that we pegged at last, I think you take the, the team he has now with these rookies and or a couple of vets, and he's in the middle of the tier. I wouldn't say he's a playoff team, but he's doing pretty well. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on to the next team, Matt Weyer. So if we look at his picks, Joe Mixon at pick three, Marlon Mack at 25, Kenny Galladay, 33, Aaron Jones, 40, Ardarius Stewart, 50, Tyler Higby, 59. I like every pick. Yeah, every every pick was good. And everyone made fun of me for liking Tyler Higby. Good they value there. Though. Elite value Great there. Great value there. Great value there. Mixon, we, on record, Chad, the best player in the draft. Some people think that because of his PPR upside. Uh, Wire thinks that. I yeah. know he does. So uh, to get him at three, you can argue is his best value pick. Because yeah. he should, if, if not for some off-field issues, definitely I'd say 102. You Probably people starting to take Fournette over him, but, yeah. you know, there's a lot of mixing believers. Well, I've, I've also seen 101 Davis, 102 Mixon, 103 Fournette. I've seen it. Yeah. So, and then Mac has gotten some camp hype. We talked about Gore in the last episode. He's at 25, Mac's a great pick. Like, yeah. He was mocked to go, like, 16, 17 yeah, at one point. Yeah, great pick, and then... You got Kenny, who can be that that wide receiver three for yeah. Detroit, and that's exactly where he was supposed to go. Exactly and, right there. You know, we, people think probably Jamal Williams is going to take the push tie for some for reps. It could be Aaron Jones. People do love Aaron Jones yeah. to be that possible uh, running back that is pushing tie for some snaps. So why not take him and pick forty in the, in the late third, early fourth, sure. whatever that is. And I love Darius Stewart. That whole even with your Chad pick, Chad. That whole wide receiver core is a take a shot at one of them. I don't think that's a that big of a. They're they're so bad that they can get an elite quarterback in the draft, and then you wish you had those Jets wide sure. receivers. It's a good point. So I don't think it's that bad of a hold to take one of these young Jet wide receivers for that point. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, any other thoughts on on wide draft before we move I to? I just think his draft was just real solid, and for, I think he's making that push for for sixth. Yeah. Yeah, for a, for a fringe playoff team, we had him at like around nine, I think. This he, did, he did very well. Yeah, yeah. It's now it. him, he, he competes. Josh competes. Seckler competes. It's a competitive. Uh, yeah, that's those five spots. Five and six are going to be are going to be tight. Yeah, going to be very tight. And I'm excited. I'm excited to watch from the outside, very far outside. <laughs> um, last team that we wanted to go you, over. <laughs> High five. Last team that we wanted to go over, or last team that we can go over, is uh, Nick Familari, who had an excellent draft. Like I said, he, we put him up there with an A pretty much immediately. At 16, he got Mike Gillisley. Uh, at 23, he got Jeremy McNichols. 28, Juju Smith-Schuster. 34, James White. 54, Braxton Miller. And 67, Darren McFadden. Um, I think that the glaring value pick there is Juju. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Juju easily should have been a top 20 pick, was even as high as, like I said, 6 or 5. Excellent value there. Regardless of the situation, the talent is there. Yeah. Even if he doesn't pan out, great pick. I mean, for a team that we project one overall in power rankings, this is... Like, not fair. It's not fair. No, This is a really good draft. Really, really good draft, adding to his already dominant team. He got he got the depth. We don't know what's going to happen in the Patriots' backfield. He got two of the best upside shots there. Braxton Miller, especially now with this Will Fuller injury. Braxton Miller is a ridiculous athlete. Darren McFadden may start. Give Zeke's out. Yeah, that was like the fourth or last pick of the draft, and you can get a bell cow running back one for two to three weeks. That's ridiculous. Give just lock him what, in more what, wins. What more could you want out of that? McNichols taking an upside shot on him in that in that weird situation in yeah. Tampa Bay. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, like I said, I said it a couple times. Could the Gillisley be a little reach? It could be great. It could be a really good yeah. value pick there. We'll see it. I think it may have been maybe more beneficial, like just to stick with the white. And hope that panned out more than Gillespie, yeah. like how what uh, Balthucci did. But yeah, great draft. He didn't need to have a great draft to make his team better, and unfortunately, he did. So all those depth issues that we knocked him on, even putting him at one on one, there is always a negative for every team, and his depth was an issue. And he got insanely deep with these six. All six of these guys have value now. Maybe besides McNichols, but all, there's mm-hmm. five players here that could give him value week to week. So that's. It's unfortunate for me. You is guys, this his year? Is this next year? You guys are lucky not to have to face him twice a year. Might be might be next year. I just received a trade offer. You guys better be jealous. Oh, can you read it? <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, um, it's gonna air in like a couple days. Maybe we'll maybe we'll, I'm gonna decline it. I'm gonna counter, but it's for it's from Ridge from Crow. We've been having negotiations for like five days in a row. Okay. So you guys, you, guys you actually little... found a partner for a two first for him. That's it. He's he's trying not to do it, but he's very close to doing it. He he countered with Mueller 19 first, uh, two of his seconds, Delaney Walker for Crow. I'm still gonna say no. It's a lot. Not not saying yes. I'm not. I'm not. You kidding. are like boosting his value to to 
Everybody. He's he's very very good, and I, I stand by that. He's easily. Worth, I think he'll, I think at the end <laughs> of the season. Worth two I think at the end of the season he'll be worth three. People are sleeping on him. They are three first. I think I at the end of the season no one gets three first anymore. First. They might. They might. TBT to win. Someone got five first. Yeah, but that's like everyone. I mean, we'll see. I don't know what the 2018 class is supposed to be. This was like. Oh, wait, wait, so we don't know who's actually going to declare. We don't know, but it, well, if everyone declares, it's it'll that. Be but this draft, since we started the league, was the draft. the hyped up as the draft. Correct. So it's I'm, 18 is not as good as this. I'm hoping because of how many guys busted last year, and that this class is finally out of the way. That trading is a little more fluid for picks, and they're not like yeah. Hopefully. Just impossible to probably trade won't for. Be, though. No, it probably won't be. No, I mean, like the only the only way to get picks is midseason when people are making pushes. That's it. You can't do it close to the draft, and you can't do it now because everyone just so is like, definitely. Oh. Well, I guess not close to the draft. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so that's that's gonna do it for the pal. Any any final news notes that you wanted to speak about? Any any last thing you didn't get off your chest that you wanted to say for our listeners? I wanted to point out that Josh Maddock is the fastest kid alive. Uh, I think he ran maybe a four five in a four barefoot dash. in barefoot. a parking lot. Barefoot in a parking lot, inebriated. And he flew. It was unbelievable. I've, it was, I was not expecting that. So I don't even. How did it even begin that you two were just like having a pissing contest with each other over athletic ability? I don't even know. We were both drunk walking to the bar. We were just talking. And we were polling everyone. Everyone's like, I don't know. I, well, I, no, I remember. They, I, I thought Chad was going to win. They already had their their conversation, and I don't, it wasn't going to happen that night. And they was just like, Who I do think you think we were just would talking win? about like doing that combine? And I was like, I bet you. I yes, you that was definitely it. And he's like, No, nah, I don't think you could. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I could. And everyone and pretty much picked Chad. You just yeah. have, like, the body frame of a, of a runner. Well, because we, we also have seen him. We, we know he's, like, an athlete. I, I have I know Josh is an athlete, too, but I haven't seen Josh like, do I anything. would take Josh in, like, the bench and, like, strength things. Absolutely. He's a wrestler. He's things. got that. But, but I didn't think he'd be fast. Clearly very well, fast. I mean, maybe you're just slow. He was fast. <laughs> and, I mean, he flew. And then to do my it. my halfway through. He was beating you. It, it exploded. Matter. Yeah. You were not beating him. And then right afterward, fam raced him. And it was even not even, that was further. You like, dusted, fam. Yeah, it was dusted. Uh, it was it was funny to see because it was so they they came over to us like who would win blah blah and then people were making bets on the bet. Yep. And like That's Rogers, just... which is funny. And then it, we were just like let's just do it right now. Like and we're like and, the worst decision ever. And uh, it wasn't good. Ever. And then jo- and in the there could have been nails and glass and just all types of rocks. I was feeling confident. I'm like I got my shoes on. He's barefoot. <laughs> He's barefoot. <and> he has... <laughs> I've never seen a man run that fast and, and bare feet. It was it was awesome. It was literally like Nelly in the longest yard. It just <laughs> just dusting people. Josh's stock is way up. It's That's what up. I'm saying. Now we may have had a better opportunity to win flag now if we have Josh PPR elite Matt. Oh, that's uh, true. Yeah, that's great, just a great. wide receiver one. Josh is a wide receiver. Oh, one. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I don't like that. I didn't. Do, I that's didn't, awesome because then you have Josh running routes. I just run long every time. Never get the ball. Call. This is great. Good call. Yeah, maybe we can't have that game anymore. No, we should definitely have that game. Yeah, yeah we should definitely have that. Game. We need Greg here. He's well, Kojak won't come, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, we, we without Greg, our team is not good. Your team's still good. Who yeah, but Greg's our Greg's the best player in the league. I would say. Well, yeah, absolutely. So we kind of need him. Well, whose fault is that? <laughs> put Josh on him; he'll never get open. That's not true. No, but literally, he's just bigger. <laughs> <laughs> no, Josh can jump. He's just a jump ball champion. He's six feet. Josh yeah. is the greatest athlete of our generation. He, he might be. He's like DGB. It's like Josh. Usain Bolt, DGB. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Usain Bolt just came in third yesterday, so. Oh, yeah. Cordell so, Patterson. Down. No. I mean, athletically, you would want Cordell Patterson did, did to Cordell win. Did Cordell Patterson get drafted? I don't think he did. I no. picked him up as a free agent. Oh, Remember when you said you were going to take him at 29, LOL? Well, yeah. Well, that's been. So, all right. So, I, I will defend that. So, yes, I, lo- I love Cordell Patterson. I clearly picked him up. I wanted him the whole time. But before that, what I heard was the rumors that he was going to get handoffs, and that was before they picked up Lynch. So, I thought, like, the legitimate, like, Ty Montgomery situation, I was like, okay, awesome, ahead of the curve. After they picked up Lynch, I dropped him down my board significantly. That's why I didn't draft him at 65. I took him as a free Do you agent. have your board? Can you no, pull, can I you threw pull, it out. No, not the... I, so as I was cutting people, I, dele- like, I deleted the people oh, from the board. I would love, so you, I, I don't I, I would love you posted that. Yeah. I love Nelson Aguilar. I got Nelson Aguilar as a free agent. And he's doing well now. Oh, you had him listed as your number one vet. So I wanted I want Aguilar. Over anybody. Lynch. Well, I, 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 didn't, I didn't have Lynch on my list. I think you did. No, because all the people that I couldn't get, I kept off. But I did, I did have um, Aguilar over like Gillis Lee. I had him over all the running backs. Yeah, yeah. All right. I like Aguilar. Well, I can't wait for the next. The next draft isn't an AC, right? Winter meetings in AC. Winter meetings. Winter meetings in AC. We ne- we never established a place for the next draft. We we teased it maybe in the fi- for the fifth year anniversary, which will be two years. Not okay, it's so not gonna be Atlantic City. Then ten years Vegas. Ten years Vegas. So yeah, that's um ten years Vegas is definitely happening. We're so good. We get a little around. like uh, warm up with the league, how we can handle AC and everything before we mm-hmm. bring it to the draft. Yeah. 
for uh, Mother's return, my birthday, semifinals in the playoffs. Will, be a great will Kojak still be in the league at that time? We don't know. You have to wonder. Big uh, question. Well, he will be. I hope we can do the year after. I want to do like a little. Can we do like a live podcast here, like a thirty minute just from, from AC room? for the winter? Probably, I would yeah. love. I would absolutely love that. Yeah. That'd be unbelievable. Okay, we'll stay tuned for that in like five months. Also, stay tuned for a special uh, draft day video coming out. Yeah, soon hopefully. Yeah, and uh, brought to you by Chad Patterson, who's uh, one of the best editors I've ever known. Oh so. my God, stop! And unfortunately, I had an Excel. I'm an idiot. I forgot to email it to myself. I went through all the Dynasty Nerds ADP and compared it to our ADP and ranked, like, I figured out everyone's, like, plus minus for reaches. So next episode, I'll be bringing you that since I didn't bring this episode. All right. So stay tuned for that. Well, that's going to do it for this uh, second part two sequel mega edition of the Elite Dynasty podcast. Hopefully you all enjoy. Hopefully you all enjoyed episode one. Uh, episode two, even better. Hopefully not too many hearts were broken. Uh, I'm sure Itzler will immediately combat everyone in the, in the chat. Yeah. Just because he's, he's, he's like, going to defend his honor. I had a draft. We were talking about. Like I said, he he did have a good draft, just relative to everyone else. It was it was a little bit weaker, which is fine. You know what? And he's still making his push. He's very happy. He may make another trade. We don't know. But we'll see. I'm, I'm very excited to see the reaction to this episode. All right. Same. All right. Uh, Chad, do you want to plug the uh, social media one last time? I do. It's uh, at Elite Dynasty Pod. If you haven't listened to part one of this yet, go back and listen. Yeah, what the hell are you doing? You floozy. And if you haven't listened to any <laughs> podcast yet, get out Nerd. of the league. You loser. Yeah. Especially if you have D.D. Westbrook on your team. Yeah. Yeah, to get you out of the league. Just, Probably. Just graciously bow out so we don't have to yeah. blow you off. Embarrassingly. Uh, I'm down for that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't have that. Oh, and I think we kind of uh, selected a punishment, too. We did, we did. So we spoke. We spoke about that at the draft. And who was it? Josh that it was. It was it? one was recommendation. It? In it, I don't. I don't. I wasn't on board with changing it. I thought the no, punishment I said was, he was fun. great. It was. Funny. I would love to have kept doing that, but everyone was on, surprisingly on board. It switched up. Who, every who year. was it though? Was it Josh that brought Josh it? Josh said that the loser, and everyone just immediately loved it. It was well. He said party city, but it's, and essentially we're all going to go out and dress the loser how we want in a party city outfit and whatever attire we want you to wear, and you said the wear you have to go out the whole night in that outfit. Which will be embarrassing, depending on yeah what I'm, we want to put you in. I mean, we know it's going to be me. I'm going to be some variation of a Ray Lewis outfit with like a dominatrix assless chaps or something. And it's going to be something ridiculous, but yeah, I, I accept it. it. My team is horrific. See, I thought it was that, or I thought uh, we were also open to other ideas. We, we were, so we, we did along. we did leave it as if there was some very good idea that everyone wanted. We could, but that was like it. a slant. Like a, I think everyone but like one, two. Everyone was super happy. There was a majority. Was super I just wanted happy. to have an open mind. I, I don't yeah. want to yeah. Yeah. something yeah. immediately. So. I mean, if we're going to put it up, I'm going to put the SAT back up there. Go That's ahead. fine. Just know that any skydiving heights thing will be vetoed immediately, unquestioned. That's fine. That's it. So don't, yeah, don't think really of it. You're the you have the powers. Just don't think I of it. I have seen, well, there was one league where the loser had to like, just wear a diaper, and like at a party, just like, he had to shit himself at some point. Like He had to make oh himself God. shit himself. Oh Eric? God. It would be it would be tough, but if I ate <laughs> so Taco not, Bell, it's very possible. So you're not going to veto that? No, uh, that's, that's fine. Oh. It's better than heights. Really? You, know, you wouldn't veto that? I mean, I would do. I would. I would waste my future to just come in thirteen. I would give the two twenty eighteen <laughs> first. I would not do that. But all right, okay. all right. So everyone, hope you enjoy the episode and uh, have a good one. See you later. Peace.